Gentlemen, support for KOTL is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the men's below-the-belt grooming. But let's be honest, you are going to use it for your abs. You're going to use it for your chest. You're going to use it, man. The summertime is coming. You are going to thank me. Trust me, I tried it. It's got the six-pack approval. It's safe. It's easy to use. It's cordless. You could, I mean, you could get it wet. Don't worry. This thing seems like it's going to be dropped and keep on moving. And not only will you thank me, but your girl's going to thank me. Please support the podcast that has supported the community all these years. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping when you use promo code KOTL and pick it up at manscaped.com. Six-Pack Lapidot, I want to give a quick shout-out to our partners, the Strength Guys, in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs, with an S, dot app. And the Strength Guys, who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, They've had several world champions, several national champions, and, uh, I mean, a laundry list of records, national records, world records have been broken, etc. But they have an app with their elite-level programming available, video tutorials. uh, I mean, the whole nine, it's one-stop shop once you're in here. There's a Discord where they're doing video review of your lifts um, to get all your lifts analyzed. So you get elite Level programming and coaching for $29.99 US a month. Positions of app. Go there and get yourself started. All right, what's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of King of Lifts. This is basically part three of our three-part series for the IPF Classic Worlds Preview. So if you haven't listened to the other episodes, what are you doing? I don't know if you're living under a BOSU ball or what. Go listen to the men's preview show. Go listen to the women's preview show so you can get the weight class by weight class breakdown, our top best lifter picks, our top nation picks, and then come listen to this one where this is just our fantasy league picks. So I'm going to pass it off to Rory, and he's going to explain how you fill out our form for our fantasy league this year. What's good, everyone? So the way that this works is first you pick the winner of each of the men's classes and each of the women's classes. We're not really going to talk about that here. Like Ariane mentioned, we already talked about that in the last two podcasts. So go listen to those first and come back. This will make way more sense. Uh, Once you've picked your winners for each of those classes, then you assign them confidence points. So you have 16 uh, confidence intervals from 16 down to one. And 16 representing the one that you are most sure of and one representing the one that you are least sure of. If your winner wins in that class, you get that many points. So I'm going to give out my first number right now. I've got Amanda Lawrence at number 16. So if Amanda Lawrence wins that class, I get 16 points. If she doesn't win, instead I get zero. And that goes all the way down to one. And those are unique. So I can't have two 16s, even if I'm really, really sure that two people are both going to win their respective weight classes. 
Uh, we also take for tie-breaking purposes your guess of who the best overall male and female will be and the best overall male and female teams will be. We also talked about those in the previous podcasts, so feel free to jump back and listen to those. If you decide to change your numbers, you can do that right up until the 5th of June, South Africa time. So I'm going to be in South Africa for the meet and I will close the entries and I'll create an entry form. We'll put the link up for that as soon as that's available. And we will only take your most recent entry. So if you decide, hey, actually, I don't think Leah's going to win anymore. It's going to be somebody else. You can go in and just make that change and uh, we'll update that for you. Uh, it will make it a lot easier, though, if you do use the same email address each time you enter. So uh, please make it easy for me, uh, but I will do my best to clean that up regardless. And we will update that every day. So at the end of each of the six days of lifting, there will be an up-to-date score sheet. Um, and that should work well on mobile. And we'll, I think we'll also be posting probably the top 10 onto the King of the Lifts Instagram page day by day as well. So um, hop in, get amongst it. Yeah, now I'm sure once we get closer, Ryan could do like a little countdown of the stories to know the deadline to submit it. But my recommendation would be like submit one early. Like after you listen to this, you can go and submit a, a form and put in initial responses. And if anything changes between when you listen to this and let's say June 1st or June 2nd, then you can send the update. But I wouldn't wait till like June 4th or June 5th just in case you mess up the time difference or just in case, you know, your internet's down or the website's down like that, then you don't get an entry in. So just knock it out early um, so that you're sure. And then we'll get into the picks. I just wanted to throw two prefaces in before we get into the picks. One for me, I did this pretty quick uh, because one, we're not list, we're not watching. I think the best attempts or the best train numbers before Worlds since we're recording this pretty early. We're doing it after final nominations, but I think a lot of the lifters will be doing their heaviest uh, gym lifts either this weekend or maybe next weekend. So we're missing out on some of that. So we have to kind of like guess on some people just still doing sets of six or still doing sets of four. And the other thing is. Ryan cheated last time. We all agreed. Doggy! We all That's agreed. controversial. <laughs> we all agreed as bros. What we said live on as the podcast bros. was the picks we were going to keep. And Ryan went and changed his picks based on insider information he got after <gasps> because he gets DMs on King of Lifts. What? So my, my premise for this is none of this is 100% what we we're going to pick for the league. This is for the podcast. And then if you guys want to change in the next two weeks, you can change your picks. So we're not going to let Ryan cheat us out this time. Are you talking we could change your pick? You're talking to co-hosts or listeners right now? For, I'm saying for all of us, whatever picks we make on here is not what we have to submit for our fantasy league. We can change our entries for the fantasy league if something happens. If someone gets hurt, if someone pulls out, if someone does a big lift next weekend. Can I say we get, something? Can I say something? Because my character is being under attack right now. Okay, can I just say I felt attacked? Um, <laughs> all right, in terms of my feeling. But I'll, let me also say this. Um, I think that should have been the case last time too, because things happen, you know, uh, people get hurt in the last couple weeks or a big single start rolling around. So, so that's why I'm or, making it or open you get right information now. in a DM unsolicited. <laughs> and what am I going to do with this information? You, you should give what us all access. Information? You should give us all access to Canvas. No, so we on. all get the unsolicited. Was, things are said in confidence. Now, 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 last thing, cause we have to get right into our picks. Last thing I want to ask Rory is, even with Ryan cheating last time, out of us oh. four, Rory, who had the highest placing? I got uh, second. I'm sorry, who got second? second I got second to USA. We did two. We did two. I'm just talking about worlds. Yeah, so for worlds last year, the best in the world, and I think perfect score actually, was the GOAT, Matt Gary. Second was myself. Um, so I just want to throw that out there. Um, I've, I feel like I've made some slightly more controversial picks this time around, so we'll see if that holds up again. And I forget if it was Bill or Ryan who placed higher after that. 
Well, hang on. But listen, I came in second as well in one of our fantasy league rounds. It's, it's uh, it was a different event. It was a different event. Go listen, you, you you go do your USAPL fantasy league. This is IVF Classic oh, World. All right, all right. If I if I remember correctly, it was like Rory, and then I think Ryan, you, and then Bill, and then me, or something like that. Yeah, I, think well, I came in like third for the IPF Worlds. I, I I was top five both times. So yeah, I, I'm also most consistent. I think I ranked most consistent out of all of us the best. You fucking cheated. Most consistent. Oh come cheated. on! Oh come you on, man! Cheated. Don't be like that. Not you too, Bill. Most consistent cheater, and Rory still beats you. But let's say this year everything is open, no rules. Let's start off. We're going to go at sixteen down to one because sixteen obviously is the one people are most confident with. Is easiest ones where it gets most interesting. So I'll start us off with sixteen. I have Leah Bavois. Rory, you already said you have Amanda Lawrence. Bill, who do you got? Should we give misinformation since other people are going to be going against us in this? Come no, on, I'm just kidding. Man. So um, Jesus Oliveira, sixteen. And Ryan, uh, I'll take Taylor Atwood. All right, we'll go down now to fifteen. I have Taylor Atwood. Ryan, who you got? Leah Bavoa. Bill. Leah. R- Roy? Leah. Leah. All right, so we're all we're all pretty even here. We'll go to fourteen. I'll jump right in. I got Amanda Lawrence. Ryan, who you got? Amanda Lawrence. Bill. Yep. Same. Rory. Uh, Bonica Brown. All right. We'll go down to 13. I have Jesus Olivares. Rory, who do you have? Taylor Atwood. Bill? Taylor. Ryan? Jesus Olivares. And you can see we're trimming the fat right now. These are all the easiest picks. We're going to get juicy soon. You, I'm, I'm the host, and you got to be talking about trimming the fat? Oh, go ahead. Guy <laughs> <laughs> just trimmed your job. What are you, you talking about? You, you went from, from six-pack Labitat to uh, Keg Belly Arian. Oh, <laughs> All right, we're going to go to our number 12. I have Bonica Brown. Ryan, who you got? Number 12. Or the... If you wrote it on a piece of paper like me, you'd have it right in front of you. Leon Franklin. I got a spreadsheet, doggy. All right, Bill, who do you have on paper? Bonica. And Rory? Zeus Olivares. All right. Going down to number 11, I have Franklin and Leon for my number 11. Rory, who do you got? I've also got Franklin and Leon. Bill? Enrique Lugo. And Ryan? I got Joy Namani. All right. So far, we're, we're all still pretty similar. Going down to number 10, I'll start us off because I also have, uh, or I have Enrique Lugo for my number 10. Bill, who do you got? Franklin Leon. Rory? Joy Namani. And Ryan? Bonica Brown, dude, we are all fucking saying the same. We're so on the same page. It's almost. Well, that's what I was saying before we started recording, like at least the first four or five, maybe even six or seven, like it doesn't matter where you kind of slot them. They're all fairly safe. 100%. We're going to get, it's going to (laughs) get fucking controversial soon. I can Uh, see it. I can see it all over Rory's fucking face. All right, Ryan, give us your number nine. Is it controversial? Uh, my number nine, Enrique Lugo. No, it's he's already been out. All right, Rory. We're the same. Uh, Enrique Lugo also. Bill. Joy. And I also have Joy. So st- we're still playing it safe here. Going down to number eight, I'll start off. I have Marta Jenner. Who do you have, Rory? I also have Marta Jenner. Bill. Tiffany Chapone. Oh, we're getting a little bit wild now, boys. Anyone else think that's a wild pick? No, because I got Tiffany Chapone as well. Oh. Turbo Tiff, kid. Oh. I, I know I know on the women's preview show we all picked her to win, but I 
I don't know. She's you guys put her right at the middle, and yeah. so for me, yeah, you, you never. She's gonna win, <laughs> but but I'm not as confident. You know, stuff could happen. You know, with the travel, with her cutting weight, with the bench issue last time with her hair and stuff like that. You never know. And Heather putting on whatever she needs for the win. And Heather's also a grizzly veteran, um, right? All right, let's jump down to number seven. Wild Bill, who do you got? Marta. All right, Ryan. I'm going to take my boy Delaney Wallace. Ooh. Yep, and look, it's a tight – I know. Rory's like, you just bit into a lemon right now. But listen, it's a tight battle, but we're now in the bottom half. So the top half are the more sure picks. In the middle – you know, I put Tiff, which is rated like a, she's a phenom, but she's in a tight one. But all of them now are going to be tight. We got a lot of fucking look at this world's a stacked. We got a lot of battles. So I think the whole any just like the first top half was at all game. Anything's we're probably all on the same page. I think we're all going to be relatively close for the second half. All right, Rory, who do you have for your seven? I uh, know me, Alabama. That, that's what was interesting to me about Ryan as he puts Delaney Walls as seven. I also have Ryan's number one ranked lifter and his kingless power rankings as my number seven, Noemi Alibert. She's in a battle just like Delaney, but I feel more confident in Noemi Alibert beating Shizuka than I feel Delaney beating Tim. That's yeah, I was waiting for, him, waiting for him to pick her so I could rub that in his face again too. But. <laughs> All right, we'll go down to number six. I'll start us off. I have Mr. Perfect himself, Jonathan Kaiko. Bill, who do you got? Uh, Noemi Alibert. All right, Rory. Uh, Tiffany Chapon. All right, a little safer spot. And Ryan? I got Noemi Alibur as my number six. Look at uh, You're number one lifter in the world. You're only six confident, bro. Come on. No, no, no. But listen, Playboy, remember what the rankings are, though. I had her number one because she's the only And Shizuka lifter. wasn't even in the top ten. I had I her in the uh, number one because she was the only lifter that faced world-class opposition. And, uh, and Shizuka Rico is world-class for sure. So she bumped way up. And not only that, did she face world-class opposition? What she did was fucking crazy. 445, forget about it. And now we're walking into the world championships. But fucking Rico is there again. Shizuka Rico's back and the 52s are stacked. All right, all right. Rory's moving. upset. Rory's upset with me. We're not even friends anymore. Rory's like, I'm leaving early. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Moving down to number five, I went with Mikey Davis. Bill, who do you got? Joe Jordan. All right. Ryan? Number five, I'm taking Emil Norlin. Emil Norlin is under heavy fire right now. I know he beat Anatoly, but Michael Davis looks phenomenal. Coco Clement looks phenomenal. Um, it's super tight. I'm, I think he's my pick to win. It's just, it's close. And Rory. I unfollowed King of the lifts when Ryan said his last one, but I just refollowed him because I'm also saying Emil Norley. There it is. We got him back. We got him back. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, and Rory, be- Rory follows and follows me like five times a fucking day. I don't know what yeah, you see. You see it pop up. I see it pop up. I, I see he plays games. He plays games. That's definitely interesting because five points is like decent enough points to make a difference where Bill and I have someone different for our five points than you two. And also I have Mikey Davis and then Ryan and Rory, you have uh, Emil Norling. So that could be an interesting turnaround. There's some swings, man. There's going to be some swings in this fantasy league. (laughs) 
you're gonna you're gonna be swinging at air once I beat you. Oh! All right, going down to number four, we are down to our, our bottom quarter. I now have Delaney Wallace for my number four. Ryan, who you got? Mart Jenner, and this is one in comp. Look, we all took her. So just in terms of the confidence points, you guys gave her um, higher ratings, and I gave her less. Uh, but we all picked her to win, so it's. It, amongst us, it's not going to make a major difference. And well, she Rose, loses, it does. That's the whole thing. Yeah. That's uh, the point, right? If she loses, yeah, then yeah, we true. lose more points you lose. than you. Yeah. All right, Rory? I have Joe Jordan at number four. All right. And Bill? Uh, Jonathan Keiko. Damn, Jonathan Keiko at four. And I believe Rory and Ryan haven't even said his name yet. Dude, it's in the '93s, how can you? No, I'm not get, picking him. Yeah, Rory's not gonna say even, his name at all. <laughs> Rory's not going to say exactly. We waited a long time for that one, Playboy. You got to go back to the preview show to hear his name. So. <laughs> uh, going down to number three now is when I'm pulling out Turbo Tiff because it could still be a battle and it could still be a toss-up. So I put her down there towards the bottom. Uh, Bill, who do you got? Emil Norling. Oh, all right. And then Ryan, I'm going with Joe Jordan. And now we're getting into the fucking tough ones, huh? The 66s are tough, but I, I think the 93s are tougher. That's why I'm going Joe Jordan as my number three. All right. And Rory. Jessica Bittner are number three. Oh, I mean, for, for me, uh, Ryan, I think, the 105s may be tougher because, like I said, we don't know as far as Mikey Davis with the crip issues and stuff like that. I think even though the numbers look close, I think John DeCaico has shown he can beat all those guys regardless of what's going on with travel issues and this and that for him, and he makes attempts and everything like that. And so I think he's more of a secure pick than, uh, for me, Mikey. I pick Mikey Davis, but for you guys, you picked Emil Norling, so it depends on, right. on that. Going down to number two, now is when I'm busting out uh, Joe Jordan and that epic 66 kilo class. Uh, Rory, who do you got? Number two, I've got Gavin Aiden. I do think he's going to beat uh, Jonathan Kaiko, but it's it's real hard to bet against Mr. Perfect. So number two, Gavin Aiden. Bill? Uh, Delaney Wallace. All right. And Ryan? I'm going Jonathan Kaiko. And the reason why is, holy fuck, is he got it out for himself in the 93s and not just i get it he's beat these guys before i'm telling you gavin aiden is coming and it's going to be something special it's not going to be like last nationals kaiko fucking he's mr perfect he's i don't know how long does he keep this goddamn perfect streak going he's he needs to be perfect again it's starting to get to the point where what are the odds you can keep flipping a fucking coin it lands on heads because that's what eventually what you need Kaiko to keep doing going nine for nine. How are the odds that he's always going to go nine for nine for here on out? Some people might be like, I'm betting he's no longer Mr. Perfect at some point. It's, it's gone on too long. And Gavin Aiden is going to be so fucking thorough when he shows up. I promise you he's got to be nine for nine again, but he could fucking do it. 
I mean, it's a little bit different because it's not actually like flipping a coin. It is attempt selection. So, you know, some of the times where he's gone nine for nine, his total has actually gone down because he is adjusting to what he's capable of that day. So he could potentially hit nine for nine total less and lose, or he could potentially go eight for nine, miss a third attempt bench, which doesn't lose that much and still win based on what these other guys are hitting. I'm putting in nine for nine with the caveat of winning as well. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, look at me. You can put 10 kilo on the fucking bar and go nine for nine every goddamn time. <laughs> right? What are we doing here? <laughs> All right. And I guess if people are, um, everyone did their two, right? Okay. And if people, yep. I guess, were counting, they should know who it is. My number one, for at least confident, is Agatha Sitko because that battle with her and Jess is going to be ridiculous. So for now, I just put her at one. Rory, what are you thinking? I've got Tim Monagatti. Um, I, I think he's got what it's got what it takes but delaney wireless is formidable so yeah that's gonna be a good one bill who do you got jessica bittner ryan jessica bittner this fucking battle the 76s is ridiculous um it's got i don't know man when we get down to south africa i I ain't gonna sleep like i don't sleep anyways but like Freak, man. It's so exciting. Like, when I go back to the hotel room, I'm like, what's tomorrow? And I see all the time, I'm like, I can't, I can't. I got to go down to the lobby. And I go down to the lobby and I see people, and it's like, fuck, man, this is too much. I get like four hours sleep the whole week. <laughs> are, are you going to do your pose off with Jess before or after? Doggy, we put that to stop. <laughs> he, he's, he won't let this die. He brings it up in her page comments. So you can't, so she, he knows it can't be deleted. I'm like, why do you keep bringing this up, man? <laughs> this is going to Re- release the photos. This exact, this has been put to bed. We were done this. I got a fucking little ass Marissa Inda coming at me now. And like three or four Canadian women are like, wait till I see you. And it's like, how did this happen, man? I've never been tighter on my macros. I've been drank in three weeks because I got to be ready for fucking commentating in case someone wants to, wants to throw down with a bodybuilding session. You should see the volume I'm doing. It's crazy. But uh, I, I mean, Marissa's arms are definitely more jacked than yours. And you call her a little ass, she may beat you up as well. <laughs> if she she's doesn't, then Chad, Chad will for sure. She's 114 pounds. And I swear to God, like 55 pounds of it is bicep. How was that <laughs> even possible? It was insane, man. It's all um, that pull up stuff that she can do and push ups. Yeah, no, she's, yeah, and fuck, man. She's a crazy freak athlete for sure. But um, so do, do we got a little bit of time here just to talk about some of these battles or? Yeah. So I want yeah, to talk about the, the worst thing possible about this is that Ryan and I have the same exact picks for everything. Do we really? We <laughs> all the same winners, which really, really hurts me that I'm going to have well, to change something. Are our confidence points <laughs> the exact same too? No, no, no. The confidence okay. aren't. But like, again, if all our people win, then we then it goes to yeah. uh, best lifter and best teams. Hey. Yeah, best team. So I think best teams were the same. Who did you have for best male lifter, Ryan? Um, I think you Kaiko. both won all 93s. Oh, yeah. uh, so we have the literally the exact same. Holy everything. fuck. Did you, so, both go, so, did you both go yeah. Amanda for best so, female? Yeah. So what so, we so, need. Yes. So, so what happens is if one of them loses, then obviously our confidence points are different, right? So you'll lose more points or I'll lose more points, whatever. But if everybody wins, we have all the same tiebreakers and we're just undefeated champions. That would be <laughs> fucking crazy. Or which, means which means I'm coming in like 50th place, which is sucks. It's, uh, it's, look, that's fine because Tim is going to beat Delaney. Yeah. Uh, Ryan is going to lose like six points right there. Um, and he's not going to be right at the top. So like, 
And why <laughs> won't stress about it? We'll see. We'll see. It'll definitely be interesting with those, like with us all putting Agata or Jess at one, that may not make a difference, but like Delaney and Tim or like Emil and Mikey, <laughs> that could be the difference right there. Yeah. Or an upset. Yeah. You get one upset. Well, I guess a lot of people feel that, but you, if you get one major upset, you know, there's some other people who just pick their home I, country. I just, I just mean, I just mean between us four. Right, right, right. But I'm looking at the bigger picture because I'm, you know, a bigger picture guy. And overall I got second and third bigger picture, right? Um, like worldwide. So, but um, I don't know. It's, it's th- this year's world championships is so fucking stacked. And so many of them are literally flip a coin, like with, with not just one or two people, but right down. Uh, and you get one upset, totally upsets the apple cart. You just need one. And then everybody's shaking up like, holy shit. I had so many confidence points on that one person. And you have one or two people who went in on, you know, somebody from the same country that ends up bumping up because of it. And oh my God, it's, you have some crazy upsets, man. Yeah. Yeah. So who do we think, who do we, so we all picked a couple of different lifters. So who's someone that we didn't pick that none of us picked that is the most likely to win? Actually, you, all, did we all pick to finish upon? Yeah. So is it possibly Heather? But, but, but Heather could very easily beat Tiffany, right? For like, sure. Um, like there's, there's not a lot. It's like 55, 45. That, that Tiffany yeah, that's a good at. one. That's, that's probably the answer, right? Her, her, maybe um, Shizuka. Shizuka. I was just about to say Shizuka, bet your rest. I'm telling you, she's so close to to Noemi. Noemi and Shizuka's got the bigger, the biggest deadlift in the division, and she's that close. So it's the same thing as Heather. Heather and Shizuka are really, really close, like the same situation. They're behind, but not a shitload behind, and they got monster deadlifts. So they're gonna pull last. So they're gonna be like, "Well, you missed a couple. Guess what? I guess I know exactly what I'm loading the bar with." Uh, on there's the, also the 93 kilo men right like i think you're like no one picked gustav or chance gavin but there's there's also gustav there's also chance there's also sasha like uh, yeah any one of those guys on the right day could could win that right for the 66s did anyone pick eddie to win no and did anyone pick Panna to win no and did oh. anyone, pick, as well. anyone pick jonathan garcia to win fuck yeah. that's it the 66 even his coach not even his coach. Dude, the 66 is a stack. Uh, so oh. are the 93s, but we, we have a spread on the 93s. And then below that, like the 105s, if like what Coco is saying is true with what he's feel like his training is going, what he's f- capable of, you know, he could push Mikey and Emil and upset them. It, it, look, if some of these things, I know we're all confident with our picks, right? But all we need is, um, guess what? Penna's like, hey, my the injury... It's just one of these miracle things, man. I'm back at it. And he, and he fucking takes it. We're all getting a hurt with our picks there because we thought he wasn't going to be hundred percent or Jonathan Garcia or whatever. And then in one Oh fives, you're right, man. What if Coco's like, I, I told you, dude. Yeah. But your lifts were like this. Yeah. They were like that last time. And, and mm-hmm. you, you even made comments and I said, well, we'll see when I get there. And he fucking sunk his squats. I think he might even went three for three. I don't know. But like, Coco could be like, I, I warned you, same thing, man. And, and the, it's close enough. The 93 66s, yeah, man. Gustav, Chance, yep. 
Another one would be the 74 kilo class. We've all largely discounted to champ Fongang as being like a real threat with his 750 total that we have no evidence of. Like it is also possible. It's unlikely, but it's possible that he did that for real at like RPH or something, right? Like he went and hit his openers and was like, yep, okay, cool. Time time to go to Worlds. And he can actually total 770 or 780. And if Taylor doesn't show up well, like... (laughs) Can you imagine? That might be all he's he's got. Dude, dude, listen, listen. Uh, Taylor's last post, was he not talking about he's dealing with something? Uh, I don't know. He said, look, let's, let's, let's look it up. I don't think this is going to happen. I think I think now we're just fucking we're just having a little bit of fun here amongst the fellas, right? So um, anytime I see like one of these like wild nominations or whatever, I always think back to like 2018 we're in Canada and the 120 class comes out and there's this guy from Ivory Coast who opens up with like the world record squat and like literally almost killed himself three times in a row. And like I remember Aaron and I were literally we're in our room because we didn't, we weren't coaching that session. We like looked at the nomination list and we looked at like the opening squats. We're like, oh, we got to walk over there for this to see this guy. This is going to be amazing. And this guy literally passed out three times under the bar. It was so, so bad. I thought he was going like, to kill one of the spots. Every, like yeah. it was bad. Like I every time I see, every time I see like one of these like fakish nomination looking things, I'm like, oh yeah, it's going to be something like that again. And hopefully it's not, like you said, but I mean, who knows? So I mean, Taylor is posting, yeah, rehab stuff and saying he still has a sports hernia and he's, he's working around it. But honestly, okay, let's be honest, man. Taylor ain't fucking, it's not going to be that. Taylor ain't losing nothing. Uh, it, but it, I would assume like something like that is like hit or miss. Like on that day of, if you're feeling good, then he can put up 800 plus. But if you're feeling bad, it's like how much you the pull? Because what if you go to do like your second squat and you like make it worse? And now it's going to hurt you on your third squat and your deadlift. I don't think any of that's, I don't, I don't think he's going even, I don't even think he's 800 pluses on his mind. I think he's walking in this being like, I'm going to do what I got to do to win and go to Sheffield Uh, for all the reasons you were, you just said. No, I'm just saying he's, I think he's capable of 800 plus as far as his strength, but with, with a sports training, I mean, I'm not an expert in this. I don't know if it's necessarily the weight that happens. Like it has to be hundred percent effort. What if on an RP eight, you tweak something. And so he's maybe like you're holding back in training or holding back in a meet at any time that thing mm. could like make be worse and then limit you. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just joking around here, but that would be crazy if this guy, it'd be, it'd be Cam- insane. this guy from Cameroon, maybe like, he hasn't gone to worlds before because one COVID and two, it's in, in another continent. Maybe he can't travel and stuff like that, but he's been training. He's actually strong and he like, you know, winning easily. And now the chances is hit in his continent. He can travel to it and he comes and puts up, yeah, like 770, dude, 780 dude, dude. and well, pushes Taylor. Who do you think we're fucking me, you and Rory in South Africa are jumping and doing a podcast right there on the spot with, huh? Like th- that would be fucking insane. I'd be like, okay, well, <laughs> my man and, and and africa has had some some good lifters we talked about uh honey smith uh uh johan smith uh, honey smith's uh, son who has like a huge toll in the 120s but he's dealing with injuries and uh, we talked about uh Ilias in the men's preview even before Boafia. i know Boafia, even though he failed a drug test he used to be a, a champion as well so they've had some good lifters in that uh continent so i just like let's be let's be dead ass honest right here i just can't see it but yeah. um like it's not gonna happen but uh, Fong Gang will be at Sheffield. I'm telling you, right. <laughs> you have a t shirt, Fong Gang Sheffield 2020. Hashtag the Fong Gang. He's gonna get like three dollars on it now and pay off $1,500 when he gets there in March. <laughs> oh my goodness, but yeah, man, in terms of the battles, uh, when I'm looking at the men's, 
in terms of the number one, but what's the, let me ask all you guys, the number one battle will do men's and women's that you cannot miss the number one for you for the men's will do the men's first that you're like, and look at maybe it's not even a battle. Maybe it's just, it's not as close, but I have some emotional attachment and here's why, or I think this guy's going to show it in a major way. Like it's Jesus Oliveris and he stole the show at PA Nets and it wasn't a battle and there were battles, but that one wasn't, he still stole the show. What is the one class on the men's that you're like, look at of all the good ones. And there's a lot of good ones. This is the fucking one. It's got to be the 93 kilo men, right? Like there's five of those guys who could realistically take it. The record can be broken in every discipline, not by the same person, but by different people. Several of the records could go back and forth between two people, like attempt to attempt, particularly the, um, the squad and the deadlift, I think. Um, oh, sorry. And the total as well. Uh, like, that is going to be one to watch. And it's not even just going to come down to the last deadlift. It's going to come down to like the last five deadlifts in a row. <laughs> what right. do you think? That's good. I mean, yeah, 93 is for sure for the men. I, I, I kind of have to go with the 93s as well. Like just to add in extra stuff, I think, you know, the average man, especially in North America, is going to line up more in a 93 kilo class than like the 66s. And so they're going to see people that are like more their height and their weight resonating with them to what kind of lifts they're doing to see a 600 plus squat to see a 400 or 500 plus bench press and a seven a seven or 800 you know plus deadlift they're they're going to be like this is ridiculous um compared to the 66s maybe seeing them do less and, and it doesn't like you know people people like to see like numbers that they can kind of compare themselves to both of them will be in that like Eurosport prime time tuesday will be the 66s and thursday will be the 93s but Thursday, 93s is also at the 76s. So you get this epic battle of Jess versus Agata in the first flight, and then you get all the 93s in the second flight. So that's probably going to be the one people should watch. I'm going to agree with you guys, uh, the 93s, for everything you already said. And when we were picking our best lifters, all of my best lifters, one through three, I think it's 93, 93, 93. I literally think the podium of the 93s will make up your podium for best lifters at a world championship. What does that tell you? I mean, let's see. The proof is in the pudding. In terms of head-to-head matchups, I am very intrigued with uh, Delaney Wallace versus Tim Monogatti, the old 83 rivalry. Um, Yeah, Rory, if you got to check out, you just check out there, blood. The old 83 rivalry for world championships, USA versus New Zealand. And now it's two different people. How do we keep coming here? Why is 83's USA versus New Zealand? It's fucking nuts up. And um, Rory, are you going to be involved in that one once again? Yeah, I'm going to be handling Tim. Rory, you're the head coach for the team, right? I am the New Zealand team head coach, yeah. So we'll, there's three coaches going, uh, plus a number of other people sort of helping out. Um, and yeah, so I will be involved with uh, not all, but I think of the nine athletes we're sending, I'll be involved with seven or eight of them. Are you involved with anybody else besides them? He doesn't want to disclose that. Uh, I don't want to disclose Listen, that right now. Do you Do you want to be involved with me? Uh, Add there, me to your uh, roster, and- King. Yeah, um, sure. Let's do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and uh, change this conversation. On the women's yeah. side... I'm I'm not sure how they figure out the schedule and how they figure out the Euro sport and who gets in the prime time, who doesn't, but it looks like there's less female prime times, like 47 is a regular session, 52, 57, uh, 63 are all regular sessions. Then you get the 69, the 76, um, 
in a prime time and then you don't get the 84 or 84 plus in a prime time. So I'm not sure what happened with that, but I would go with the 76s. That the, that battle is going to be ridiculous. It's in the prime time with the 93s. Again, it may be maybe a little bit heavier, but it may be a body weight that people will resonate with and seeing these women do these monster lifts, seeing seeing these women do 400 plus on squat and doing 500 plus like seeing potentially like Kimberly Wofford go out there, Dana McNeil go out there, Jess Binner go out there back to back to back world record deadlifts, all 550, 560. Um, it's going to resonate with a lot of people. And I think that's going to be the one that people are going to want to watch and that they should watch. Jessica Bittner right now as well. Um, her fucking following man, she posts and like everybody in the world is all over it. Jessica Bittner is just absolutely killing it on social media right now. Everybody's all over her, and I'm glad Agatha Zare so that when she shows up at Worlds, she has like a battle like that for everybody to get excited about. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's phenomenal. And and yeah, for for me, the women's the 76s. What is are you guys also 76 for no. kilo class or no? Okay, what do you got, Bill? I would say 69 kilo class was one I'm looking forward to. Um, obviously I have friends in that are competing in that weight class, but also like I think Martha Jenner is probably the most underrated lifter in the country, in the world right now. Um, you know, she's right on the cusp of hitting a, a world record total. And most people that are listening to this potentially don't even know who she is yet. Um, so I think she's going to you know come up in a big way this year. And plus there's about seven women that can hit the podium in that weight class too. So I think it's going to be a real good jump back and forth because um, there's a couple of subtotal ladies in there. There's a couple of big deadlifters. So there's a good mix of different lifting and stuff that's going to be in that class. You know, a couple of younger lifters, a couple of veteran lifters. It'll be, it'll be nice. I, I think that's the good one. This will be the last thing for me before I go, but I think probably 57s for me. Um, so yeah. I think there's, there's quite a good battle in there. Like I know Joy is going to probably come out on top, but but not by a ton. And then the, I think the mix up between sort of second and sixth or so is going to be really good to watch. And there's going to be some along the way to the overall, the total positions. There's also going to be interesting fights for records and uh, individual placings and team points and Sheffield qualifying totals. Like there's just going to be a lot going on. Um, and of course I'm involved in that one because I'll be helping to handle Evie. Um, and so like the personal involvement is, is also quite exciting. Um, with that though, I, I have to run. Thanks, gentlemen. Uh, and I will see you all another time. Yeah. At Worlds. See you soon, Doug. At Worlds. Talk to you later. Uh, yeah, fellas, I think the, 57, the 57s were a close second for me for the best weight class. No kidding. No yeah. kidding, man. Um, so for me, okay, so I, I got another question. What do you think is the sleeper showdown that people are sleeping on? And maybe you, maybe it's the same one for you. Uh, well, Bill, but what do you think is a sleeper showdown that you don't think is getting enough hype around it? Because there are some people, some big names that everybody's talking about. And inevitably, there's a showdown where you're like, this is not getting the attention it deserves. Yeah, I think it's probably the 57 silver medal. I think probably, I mean, I think, I think again, Joy's going to win that class in my opinion. But, you know, with Bobby, Maria, Evie, and and Jade, I think that's a real battle between four like really well-known lift, like really high-end lifters. Um, I think that's probably the, the most underrated one, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, the 69s is cool, but like, yeah, there's not that like, 
big name appeal, right? Like right. to that one, you know what I mean? Um, you know, you have a couple, you know, world champions and that, whatever, but like, you know, you're talking about, you know, with Bobby, Maria, Evie, and Jay. Yeah. I think that's probably the one. Um, and as far as the men, yeah, it might be the, yeah, I don't know. I have to look at the men real quick. On the women's, I think, like like Bill said, I think 57s definitely could be one that people, you know, just assume, oh, Joey's going to win, and they're not really looking into the other lifters. They're not seeing that there's another British lifter, Bobby Butters, Maria T, who is a former world champion in there. You know, you don't know exactly what she's capable of right now. And then you have these juniors. Evie Corrigan used to be a junior. She's aged up into the open now. Uh, her training's looking good. She has a big deadlift. And then you have Jay Jacob, who um, is still a junior competing in the open against these. And so many people don't know the names. People don't know who Evie is. People don't know who a Jade is. People may be counting Maria out, and that could be interesting. Second, I think it, it may be the 52s because people, you know, either don't really know the French lifters as much yet, or they're like, oh, it's Noemi versus Suzuki again. We've seen that, but they're not like, they're not thinking, oh, this time could be the time where Shizuka wins. And they're not thinking about the other people. Like when we were discussing the preview show, we were all all over the place as far as Megan Lee Smith, Marissa, Plune, Steph. Um, so there's a lot of depth in that. There's a lot of history in there with Marissa and Steph as well with how many years they've been competing. So that's another interesting one. It was the 52s for me, I was going to say. is um, You know, I think it's because if Noemi was either A, uh, you know, North, if she was from the U.S., everyone would be like, oh, my God, all over her. Um, and she doesn't speak English, at least not fluently. So she's not popping up on, on podcasts as much. She's been on King of List, but we had uh, an interpreter. So it, it's a little tougher, right? And Shizuka Rico, in terms of her Instagram, um, she's posted like once or twice in the last like years, right? So it's 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 more difficult as opposed to say like a tiffany chapon who speaks english a heather connor who's american and will pop up on podcasts all over place tiffany's been on king lifts can pop up on podcasts make you know posts and whatnot and um so it's even though there's two of them it's heavy top loaded and simone uh live from canada in, in bronze pretty safe but the 52s don't quite have that, right? So that's why it might be slept on a little bit. But those in the know, no, the 52s are fucking stacked right down to, you know, from one through seven. And in terms of the 69s that Bill was talking about, look at March Jenner is going to freaking break through for sure. Chandler Babb is a returning world champion, close enough that if Mark drops the ball, Ivana Horn, a former world champion. But even like the small battles, like the trilogy match between Clara and Agnes. Agnes won the world championships, beating Clara from France. In Agna won in her home country. And, you know, gets to celebrate and have that. Now they come back into the European championships. And Clara beats Agnes, and now they're one and one. Now they're back at the world championships in the open, and these two juniors want to settle it with the trilogy. But then you have Chris Kristen Dunsmore and Chelsea Savitt having their rematch from their big battle at PA Nats. And is Dunsmore capable of possibly making a push and hitting the podium? You know, her top end, she could. Like, it's it's deep, right? The 69s are, you know, on the surface level, you wouldn't see all those storylines if you're just looking at the numbers, but the storylines are there that draw you in so that the, the people nominated fourth and fifth have a rivalry. And you're like, like I, how often do you give a shit who wins between like when you get deeper and deeper and deeper off the podium, but you do here, there are storylines and these are world-class individuals. These are world champions. You know, Agnes Rudin is a world champion. 
Um, so I don't know, man. It's uh, the 69s are deceptively deep as well. Bill, who do you got on the men's side? Yeah, I think the 83s, like after the top two, I think it's going to be really interesting because like we we're talking before, you know, kind of three through nine can really make a jump, you know, with some missed deadlifts here and there, like, you know, with, um, you know, Cafeway possibly hopping up or Kyle Graham, even from Canada, who's, um, did he out total Cafeway last year or something like that? Or what happened with that? Did Who's he have sorry? a Kyle Graham, the guy from Canada? Didn't he have something like, wasn't he the one that like won nationals last year? that you guys didn't go to or something or anyway, it doesn't matter. But like, um, yeah, I just think the 83s, there's like a, it looks like it's a decent spread between like third and eighth, but like in reality, there really isn't. Right. I mean, you know, it's a little inconsistency on the top, a little consistency on the bottom and all of a sudden it can melt together and be a really good battle for third place. I'm going to, and plus you're going to see, I mean, again, and this is the weight class that like, um, last year in the Europeans, the deadlift world record was broken like you know multiple times too, which is super cool. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, we've hyped. I think the 66s and the 93s enough. I think people are prepared for that. I think with other weight classes like the 105s, maybe with you know Anatoly not being there, takes a hit. With like the 120s, with like a Dennis or Musayev not being there, takes a hit. Then it's like, yeah, do I put the 83s in there? And then I said, I, I'm, I'm changing my mind. I know Bill made a good point, but it's not a battle, but I think people aren't thinking about the 120 plus enough. I don't think they're thinking about Jesus Oliveras enough and what he's capable of doing. But he, he surprised me at PA Nats as far as what he was capable of, and I didn't realize how close he was to Ray Williams' uh, records. And so that completely surprised me. And then I pulled up um, the results as far as open power things. So across all federations, not even just the IPF. You have Jesus at third at uh, 1,110. You have Ray Williams at second at 1,112.5, so two and a half kilos more. And then you have Daniel Bell at 1,127.5. So not only could Jesus break Ray's world record and Ray's American record and Ray's all-time best total in the IPF, whatever, he could potentially push Daniel Bell for the all-time world record total across every single weight class on open powerlifting. So if he's capable of doing that, if he does it in 1130 or 1128, if he chips for like that, that that's, you can consider that the greatest feat in powerlifting because it's the biggest total. And like the big guys like to say, like you go to the circus to see the elephants, people at the end of the day want to see what the biggest guy at the powerlifting world championship can put on his back or put in his hands and lift that day. And if he does the greatest total and beats Daniel Bell, I think that's the class to watch. And and Daniel Bell, obviously in the untested, I don't think he's going to do that at worlds, but you're right. I think I, if, if I'm not mistaken, I fucking, I remember um, having Jesus on the podcast a little bit ago. And he was saying one of his goals was to be, have the biggest total period, not just in tested, but also untested period. That was his. And then I had Dan Bell on the podcast and Dan Bell was essentially like, man, you got to hurry up because um, I'm on my, you know, I'm like 15 years older than you dog. So if we're going to do this back and forth with the record, you know, but um, it is a, uh, yeah, man, for a guy this young, at 23 years old, you know, he'll be 24 probably by the time he takes a swing at Dan Bell's record. I think he takes a swing at Rays and then Dan Bell's record, he takes a swing at Sheffield. And fuck, what do you say? He's the king. Of, he's the apex predator if that happens. He's the king of the jungle, man. Tested, untested at, at 24. That's ridiculous, man. Um, Jesus Elevators, who would have thought 
just a couple of years ago when Ray was reigning supreme, that somebody a couple of years later would come around and we're talking like we're talking right now. Yeah, I mean, even just just to add on to it real quick, just looking at like dots for tested men, he's actually pretty high because he's not having as high of a body weight as some of these other supers. He did the PA Nats at 173. So he has 575 dots right behind Sergei Fedosienko at 577, who's won best lifter multiple times, right behind, you know, Ashton at 589. So you're thinking, okay, 15 points. But if he starts continuing to build on his total, he can cover that 15 points. Now you're saying he's as good of a lifter as Ashton. And then if he can one day get the 600, Taylor Atwood's at 608, the only person over 600. You know, you have a super heavyweight who usually his formulas don't help that is number seven um, all-time tested men and can be pushing top five soon. He's going to be undeniable, dude. For me, it's the 105s. In terms of the men's, that's not getting as much hype. Um, you, you know, Michael Davis is in there and he's American and you got Coco from France and everybody's high on France. The number one seed's Emil Norland and he's not on social media quite as much. Um, even though he's super entertaining to watch. Like he will fucking yell at the crowd, uh, go all in on the last dead for a major upset win. And, you know, he's like, he, when he hits the platform, he's all fucking, he's got that, you know, cocky smile to him and he's a good looking guy. And it's, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed, jacked and ripped. We have a comic book. Like he's got all of that, but he doesn't bring it to social media. If he did, it, the amount of personality he has when he lifts is fucking crazy, man. Like everybody loves him. If he brought that on social media, this this the showdown, forget about it. But uh, but he doesn't, and it is what it is. Uh, but the 105s, I think, should have more shine. Here's another question I'll have for you fellas, if you don't mind. I won't keep you guys up much longer on this. Let me ask this one more. Who is somebody, men's and women's, you can have you can have you can pick one man, one woman that you think after these world championships will be the breakthrough star. So you're not going to say Jessica Bittner. She's a fucking massive star now. Um, don't tell me someone that's already a star, but somebody you're like, they're not a star yet. But after worlds, I think everybody's going to be like, holy fuck, you, you should know this person. Like they're going to be a buzz. I mean, I mean it, go ahead, it depends Bill. if you want to consider Agatha, who's already a world champion. Um, and not a star being yet. a world champ don't make you a star necessarily though that's the thing and this is here's here's what's intriguing i'm glad you said that let's have this conversation for a second here agatha is a world champion could be a world games champion for all we know this summer but this is the showdown that's going to get far more views has far more hype and in terms of making her a star i'll be honest even coming in in silver medal right here right now far more people are going to see her know who she is be talking about her in the hype look on social media it doesn't lie she's a world champion already but people are even if she comes in silver and so that was a good point i think agatha could still be look you don't even have to fucking win you guys can name me somebody who you're like i don't think they're going to win but i think people they're going to finally get their kudos and dues because they're in a goddamn showdown and she's in a showdown with one of the biggest stars we got with jess bittner um, I mean, a couple of names that come to my mind on one on the men's side, I think Joseph Jordan could potentially be there. Um, like, a, like on Instagram, he has like 1500 followers. And I think a lot of people don't know who he is because one, he's fairly new. looks like he's been competing USAPL since 2018 and he used to be a 74 kilo lifter. So he didn't place as well. Like at nationals in 2019, he got 19 or uh, 16th place. 
then he decided to cut down to the 66s. And I don't know exactly at what point he decided to sign on with uh, Chance for uh, programming. And that's what shot up his total all of a sudden that 700 kilo. Now he's an elite level 66 going into Worlds. And if he can win, all of a sudden people are like, whoa, who is this Joe Jordan guy who came out of the US or USVI, whatever they want to think about, that this guy, you know, was middle of the pack 74, switches down to 66. He's jacked as hell he's like vascular as hell comes and potentially breaks the world record uh, total in his first world so i think that's one guy on the women's side i think i have to agree with you guys with uh, agatha sitko yeah it depends on what you consider a star or what you consider a breakout but again she doesn't have a big instagram following and i think a lot of the average lifters a lot of the raw lifters do not look at the equip side at all so they have no idea who she is. They have no idea she's a world champion. They have no idea she's going to world games or what the world games is. Uh, Poland's not a huge country as far as powerlifting for people to know. So I think this could be the breakout is that a lot of raw lifters are like, who the hell is this lady who just showed up to world and beat Jess if she does beat Jess? And then also with it being in that Eurosport, you know, maybe the European countries, a lot more lifters um, or people just in Europe that watch sports or whatever are watching it are going to be like, oh, who is this lady doing these ridiculous numbers, um, benching over 300 pounds and whatnot. So I think I would put her in a star category because the raw lifters don't know who she is yet. I'm, yeah, I think, I'm okay, sorry. I was going to say, like, the correct answer is actually Fung Gang when he upsets Taylor Atwood. <laughs> no, but actually on the men's side, if you think about it, it's probably Jesus. Right. As, as far as superstar, like obviously he's a star, right? Everyone, you know, a lot of people know who he is. But if you asked a, a ton of American powerlifters, who's the best heavyweight in America? What are they going to say? What yeah, think? yeah, Ray Williams. But it, yeah, yeah. it's hard. It's hard for me to designate him when he's already a national champ. He's already world. Oh champ. no, totally. But yeah. if we're talking about like stardom, right? Everyone still thinks Ray Williams is the champion. Right. Like he for, for whatever reason, and obviously it's just he's kind of has been in the shadow of Ray all this time. You know, he hasn't broken out and been like, this is the guy now. And this was the guy. Right. It's always it's, you know, so if he ends up passing that he beats the world record, has that bigger total in him. If he smashes it, you know, squats a thousand uh, pounds at worlds like that could be the, the the thing that gets him on ESPN. That's the thing that gets him on wh- whatever it is that makes him into this, you know, star into the mega star that he should be. You know what I mean? I think, um, I know what you're saying. I think, I think most people would say Jesus is number one, but I know what you mean where definitely, you know, like he, he definitely is number one. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you, but most people don't know who he is yet. And it probably, it probably hurts him that he never actually, competed against Ray head to head and beat him. So totally hundred percent. Like, Here's the thing. Let, let me throw like he one switched thing. over federations. He went to USVI, won a world championship. Yeah. He's now in Pouch in America when most of the U S lifters are in USAPL. So it's like Ray just did that whole Virginia pro thing. So it's still on their mind. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like nothing against him. Like, obviously he's a, he's a better lifter right now than Ray. And he's going to be, you know, the world champion going to be the world record holder. But like, as far as the average powerlifter fan goes, they still think Ray is the the guy, and he's not. That's and, what I'm trying to get at. And what do you think at Worlds is going to happen that'll change it? What, what, yeah, yeah, like I say, if he if he you know has that thousand pound squat or something like that, that can get him on ESPN or get a repost from that, and then all of a sudden it's going to blow up from there. You know I, I, mean? th- I think. I think. Um, here's what I think. If he had defeated Ray on the platform, yeah, 100. percent If Ray had showed up, it would have been easing easy passing of the torch 
um, right in front of everybody. And now Ray isn't hundred percent. And I don't think Ray is going to be Ray like he used to be. So I think even if he did, it'll help if people see it, but I think you're right in that, um, bigger than that was, is Ray's aura in his numbers. If Ray isn't Ray anymore, his numbers still are historically, no one can ever wipe that clean. So I think South Africa is a phenomenal opportunity to do exactly what you said, squat a G, which is that magical number that everyone wants to see squat untested and, uh, or sorry, tested in unequipped and um, at a world standard squat a G. Holy shit. That's that it's just Ray and, and Jezza. And then it'll be him very elite level and then break Ray's record. So Ray at no point ever had a total bigger than yours. It's undeniable. Now it's undeniable. Now Jesus could be like, listen to me, take any version of Ray at any point in time. And I will have beaten him. And I did it flying to the other side of the world under the worst conditions at 24 years old. I think you're right in terms of, because Ray will never be Ray again, but he could be like, so you, you beat a washed up Ray or not, if not washed up, but just not prime Ray. He will have that then. He'll be like, well, I got the, my numbers don't lie. You know, it's, yeah. it's, that could be the end all be all. You're now in a new era. Um, it, yeah, man, man he, it could go a long way for Jesus. So I'm interested in seeing what Jesus does. Um, I have a, I also just want to say if, like Gavin Aiden has 400,000 followers on TikTok and appears on podcasts and they fucking blows him up because he's a really good talker on, on podcasts and he's very inspirational, very charismatic. When he shows up at events and shit, um, you know, he's, he makes fast friends. If Gavin Aiden becomes a world champion in the most heavily hyped showdown of the world championships and everybody's tuning in to watch and it's on Eurosport and he wins that battle. And if we wins the battle, like we think he, it, like we think the winner of that battle is going to be the best lifter. So not only does he win the most heavily hyped battle of the world championships, but he wins best lifter and he has that social media presence and is that good on podcasts. Gavin Aiden would easily become the talk of the town in terms of powerlifting. You win best lifter in, in the biggest, most hype showdown in your phenomenal podcast like this. And you have fucking a, a half a million uh, subscribers. Shut the front door. Gavin Aiden's the new Russell Orhe. It's <laughs> fucking nuts. It's nuts. Oh man. He, he'll have a good, good story to tell too with like, uh, 2021 nationals in Daytona. He loses by half a kilo. He goes to worlds and he wins the, the junior world title, but like he disappoints himself in his numbers. Then he goes to 2022 USVI nationals. Mrs. Waite has disappointing numbers. So he's on this like downhill going in the wrong direction from what his goal of winning that open world title. And then he turns it completely around and could potentially win the world title win best lifter and then yeah his tiktoks are funny always people like the cameraman comes to ask him a question hey why do you do pause squats like why do i do pause squats i can see yeah, he repeats like, the question i, I, I can see him it. i can see the cameraman coming like hey how do you win a world title how do i win another world title let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story yeah man um anyways if gavin pulls it fucking off he's he's the rocket ship strapped to that guy for going right to the top what are you saying fellas we cut it there how long we did this one about an hour 
Yeah, about an hour again, like for people, make sure you listen to the separate men's and women's preview show where we go into the actual breakdown of all our picks and stuff like that. For most of them, we did top three, some of them we did further. And then this was just the confidence rankings so that you all kind of see where we're standing as far as the fantasy league. So again, make sure you join the fantasy league. You have till the 5th of June. But again, I recommend doing it earlier just because of the time zone difference and all that kind of stuff like that. And then you'll be able to see at the end of each day the leaderboard to see how you're ranking, see if you can beat us, see if you can get first place. Maybe we'll get first place to come on and do like a recap show with us or whatever like that as a little little gift or whatever for winning the league. Um, and then usual Ryan stuff, you want to finish us off? Wherever you're listening, please subscribe. Do not miss any more episodes. We are dropping them constantly, especially leading into Worlds. And of course, after the World Championships, we're going to have recap episodes. And um, all the World Champions and all the lifters that were in all the battles that you've seen are going to be guests on King of Lifts. And we are going to be live at the IPF World Championships in South Africa, belting out content. So you don't want to miss any of that. Subscribe wherever you are. Follow us on King of the Lifts and give us high ratings. With no further ado, six-pack lab at six up. We are out.